Now I've come on Eileen stuck in my head. Come on, Eileen. Oh, yeah. Da, da, da. Uh, the original one or the Save Ferris version? Uh, one, the original one. And two, that just reminded me of a great fucking story from the wedding. Uh, it was a relatively small wedding. Good people. Uh, but that song started playing and literally me, the, the mask partner, um, mm. <laughs> and their best man, but they also had a, a maid of honor. All of us at the same time, as soon as the chorus starts coming around, uh, talk about coming on Eileen. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's just like, hey, you are my kind of people in the middle of the mm. dance floor. <laughs> I come on Eileen. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, so something something yeah. wrong with you people. Welcome to Brose, the podcast for those who drink rose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in Rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from Greensboro, North Carolina, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. Howdy, y'all. There we go. Finally, that southern drawl that I've been waiting for you to break out for the last year. <laughs> yeah. Listen now, take some time to build up that uh, southern Can I ask you drawl. something? What did what did Martha's family think when you pulled up in the General Lee uh, when you got back to Pennsylvania <laughs> today? Well, considering none of them are home, they didn't mm. think much. We went to pick up Martha from her shower, or the Mar- your 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 lovely wife Martha was at a baby shower today. When you pulled up and honked the horn, bah, 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 did she know to come out for you, or did she like hide her face and pretend that she didn't know it was you? Both. She knew it was me. She knew it was me, and she's just like, "But we're not going to talk about it." <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about <laughs> how, how you're just one of those good old boys who's up to no good. So when when you uh, met the Duke boys to buy the General Lee, mm. were they like? As crazy as as you think they were, or oh, you think I bought it? That's cute. Nah, boy. Is that why Boss Hog's been on your ass for the last uh, couple hundred miles? <laughs> He's like, you're not normally who I chase, but you're in the right car. Uh, aside from like just saying something about moonshine, I think I've exhausted my knowledge of the uh, Dukes of Hazard. Maybe uh, Daisy Dukes too. But uh, another president it. just admitted to some crime things. He's going to get raided now. So. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, 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 right here. Timmy's getting pre- raided. Oh, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. He's that's the it. president we're, of the podcast. He's getting raided we're, we're, for We're raiding your, Don't worry, raiding Matt. your safe in uh, High Point, North Carolina. Don't worry, Matt. That one went over my head, too. <laughs> uh, well, most things do. Um, <laughs> Zing! Welcome to <laughs> the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. You walked right into that one, man. I mean, come on. This, you, can't, you can't say anything related to like things going over your head and not know immediately where I'm going to go for it, because I go for the lowest hanging fruit, which I think you also frequently do. Um, it's because I can barely reach. <laughs> right, because it's short. Uh, the premise of our show is that we answer questions. <laughs> from you, the audience about life the universe and everything why didn't you pick basketball in the last uh round for your question today? i have no i have no idea sport <laughs> the premise of our show <laughs> is that we answer questions from you the audience 
about life, the universe, and everything. And we do it while I run away from Tim, who's trying to stab me with a kitchen knife. Uh, if you have a question that you would like us to answer on the air, you want to email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But of course, before we do anything, we got to discuss what we're drinking tonight. Uh, and Tim Hansen, you've acquired uh, some 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 new beverage to enjoy with us this evening. I did. Since we had a couple minutes in between episodes, I remembered that there was uh, some Smittix down in the basement. Ah, Smittix. Uh, because uh, Martha left it here. So uh, Smittix, mm. delicious red ale, Irish. It, it, it mm. calls to my my heritage. I love it. And it's uh, it's delicious. If you don't like Smittix, fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Can I tell you, the first time I was ever in Ireland, uh, I was in the western part of the country, and I think I forget if it was uh, Dingle or Cork, but uh, I think it was Dingle, and I uh, went to a bar, and uh, I was looking around, I'm like, oh, I want to get something authentically Irish, and at that point, I had never had Smittix before, uh, so I was like, oh, Irish ale, I gotta get this, so I walked to the bartender, bartender, very friendly guy, he looks straightforward, he's like, what can I do, what can I get you, and uh, I said, can I get a Smithwicks, <laughs> uh, and having been facing me, during that transaction, he turned his head as if to intentionally give me the side eye and say, you mean a Semitics lad? I was like, yes, Semitics. <laughs> Thank the, you. The sass on that man. Oh, very boy. sassy. Yeah, yeah, very sassy. I'm like, oh, I deserved it. I deserved it. Uh, but big Semitics guy. Uh, Rich, what are you drinking? I am still drinking my Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey Lemonade. Uh, I should have grabbed another can during the break. I didn't, so I might do that real quick. Uh, uh, between talking or, 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 or while Matt's talking about what he has. But real quick, Matt, you don't have to run from Tim. You just have to hold his head as far mm. away as you can. Right, right, right. Just my, with my wingspan compared to his. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's yeah, it's very true. Mm-hmm. That one's only like a little mean because I've yeah. actually had someone do that to me before. So like. A little, just because Tim. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. <laughs> you only done it once. Wow. Uh, yeah, fine, and, and that's fine, Rich. I, I, I'm more of a peacemaker myself, and I would just probably avoid the situation by hiding the knives on a high, high shelf, uh, which would be very difficult for uh, for Tim to finally get. Accurate. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, for those keeping score at home, that's like nine, ten in a row that we've got off of Tim's expense. Uh, it's good to have you back, man. It's good to be back, and I stopped counting. i am drinking another glass of bogle vineyards pinot noir sustainable vineyard uh out in california it's a vintage uh from 2020 um i'm not going to sit here and say that bogle vineyards pinot noir is the best pinot noir i've ever had uh it is a solid b i would say as far as pinot noirs go um nice and dry doesn't you know overwhelm you with flavor or anything like that but i can tell you I want to see this bottle cost like eight or nine bucks, something like that. Uh, and for eight or nine bucks, you get a, a bottle of wine, a good bottle of Pinot Noir from Sustainable Vineyard, like Bogle Vineyards. I'm all right with it, man. That's, a, that's not a bad value if I'm going to go for value value Pinot Noir. So uh, I would definitely recommend Bogle. Now, we do have several other Bogle brand uh, wines in the house that I have not tried yet. Uh, so we'll see if uh, that level of consistency holds up throughout the rest of them. But uh, so far, pretty good reds. I'm a fan. Nice. Now. Uh, as I mentioned during our last show, uh, we unfortunately do not have the services of uh, question compiler extraordinaire Mary O'Brien. She's uh, she along with uh, co-host Sean O'Brien. But I guess I should have mentioned at the beginning of the show Sean's not here. Who? Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, Sean and Mary are on a well-deserved vacation out in the Outer Banks. Uh, so we hope they're enjoying their trip. Uh, but unfortunately, we do not have uh, questions compiled for this episode, which is fine because we have 
the mind of Mencia, mind of Matt Casnell, who uh, <laughs> decided to come up with a list. Of- <laughs> there are probably so many other solutions we could have come up with, but instead, we got the message from Sean earlier today and said that we weren't going to have the questions compiled. And I just immediately started typing out like the first like twenty to twenty five things that came to mind. So, uh, so we ran through a few of them during our last session. Are you guys ready for some more lunacy during this session? Absolutely. We do also have to remind the listeners, we neuralized Matt after he wrote down these questions so he doesn't know what they are. Yeah. Matt doesn't feel no good so more. Um, <laughs> so uh, the first question, I'm not going to do that one yet. Uh, we did the FMK. Um, here we go. Uh, it's the dog days of August, everybody. So you know what that time it is. It's time to rank Santa's eight OG reindeer from worst to best. What? <laughs> We got to rank Santa's reindeer from worst to I, best. I know nothing about Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Com- uh, uh, fuck, I messed it up. Damn it. Oh, boy. Comet, That's Cupid, dark. Donard, Blitzen. I know nothing like we should just rate them based on how cool their names are. I mean, we could. We could. I mean, yeah. Comet's number one. Um, yeah, Comet's pretty good. And it's like. me to unsee Comet. Like, hmm. Dasher's pretty solid. Dasher's solid. I'd put Dasher at like maybe a three or a four. Okay. Dasher, Dasher's right. I feel like Cupid's overrated. Let me just go throw Cupid, that out Cupid, there. Cupid's eight. Cupid's eight. Okay. Absolutely. Whoa. Mm. Hmm. Uh, Blitzen. Anyway, consider Blitzen. I would say uh, strong name, very warlike name. It's very German. Um, <laughs> Duh. Yeah. I think Blitzen would force his way. Blitzen's got to be top four. I was I was gonna say like Blitzen Blitzen's up there because it's just it's it's more unique than the rest of them. Like I don't know what else a Blitzen is. Like yeah, I would say yeah, I would say like Comets are awesome. So Comet gets number one, Blitzen number two. Okay, Blitzen Um, yeah, strong. And then I'm going Vixen number three. I love Vixen. Good name. Blitzen is German for Flash. Ooh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Blitzkrieg, Blitz, Blitzen. <laughs> we keep saying Blitzes and Blitz. Hope that something yeah. funny happens. You know, in a football, when you do a Blitz. Yes, you do do a Blitz. Yeah. Happens in a flash. In a flash, it does. Unless uh, you're me. You play defensive line in eighth grade, and your Blitz is like, <gasps> and then you keel over and die. Yay, um, I'm dead. You don't have to play football anymore. So, Yay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we got Comet, Blitz, and Vixen. Uh, what were we thinking for top? Uh, round out I the think, top four on this wasn't one. Wasn't it Comet, Blitzen, Vixen, and Dasher? I mm. think we said Dasher was like yeah. three or four. Yeah, da- Dasher's in there. Like, I think if they, they, you got to get Vixen in there. Like, we got all these traditionally, I, I would assume, male names. Although, I guess Comet is kind of a, kind of down the middle. Uh, could mm-hmm. be Could be a unisex name. I would, um, I would probably put Dancer at five. So we got Dancer, Prancer, Donner, and Cupid left. Well, yeah, Cupid's eight. Donner, eight people. So I feel like Donner should probably be eight. Hmm. Oh, Je- Wait, what? Hmm. Who ate what? You're thinking Jeffrey Dahmer, which is not the, the not the joke I was making. You, you've never heard the Donner party of eight? Oh, party of whatever. 
I think, story. yeah, yeah. And the, the Donner party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Donner party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have Donner at eight. All right. We'll have oh. Cupid at seven. All right. Donner at eight. Cupid at seven. Uh, These are definitive, by the way. So, so the reason the reason we're taking as long as we are for the listeners is because we're 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 submitting this to the North Pole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is yeah. the new lineup on how they're going to be set up. On this the, is actionable. Uh, this is an action item yeah. for uh, for the big man. Yeah, I would put Dancer above Prancer because like Dancer's putting I in the agree. effort to actually like organize the dance, whereas Prancer's just like la di da, motherfucker. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lack of discipline that I can't really. Uh, Not about uh, it. I can't really reward on my my sleigh team. Yeah, so that works. All right. All right, so we got our rankings. Number one, Comet, and then onward from there. Blitzen, (laughs) (laughs) onward. Uh, Blitzen, Vixen, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Cupid, and Donner. That is the actual way that uh, The Night Before Christmas should be recited in the future for your children. And we don't talk about Rudolph anymore. We don't talk about, about Rudolph. No, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, hit single. Uh, Still have thoughts? not seen that movie. You're it's fucking up, Rich. I know. It's not bad. The music, the music's good, but it, it, look, it's a kid's movie. I don't want to like give too much guff to a kid's movie. It does seem like Disney just picks a random country and puts it through like the Disney like Babel Fisher fire and comes up with like a virtually the same plot over and over again. See Moana. Um. But that's just my opinion. And what, yeah. what do you care about white guy's opinion on a movie based on Colombian culture? <laughs> yeah, fuck you, white guy. Yeah, that's fine. That's that's fine. I tell that to myself every single morning when I look at the mirror. Uh, <laughs> next question does involve an addendum. And I'm about to send it to you guys. Uh, I had a moment before we uh, before we did this. And I actually I might just wind up sharing my screen for uh, for this. Uh, we're doing a pasta bracket, everybody. It's time to rank some pastas. Let's go. Let's go. So uh, I've picked eight of the most popular types of pasta, shapes of pasta uh, worldwide with a particular emphasis on what is most popular in Italy. Uh, I can share my screen. We can go through this bracket together. It's only eight. It's going to take a real short amount of time. But uh, what do you guys say? We rank some pasta. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. Uh, So. Yes, you see my screen. Yep. Yes. Now these uh, these seatings, I, I know you have a lot of questions about them, are unassailably correct. So uh, let's start with the one eight matchup: Pede versus Angel Hair, the eighth seed. Angel Hair. Uh, uh, Pene. Oh my God! What a garbage take. No, Angel, Angel Hair. Angel Hair is the best pasta. What if spaghetti, but worse? But spaghetti sucks. Angel Hair is better. No, it's not no. better. Is it clumps all together? It's gross, it's disgusting. Well, like, you're just like, you're just bad at angel hair if it's clumping like, together. Like, like, I, I, I've never made angel hair. I let other <laughs> I let professional chefs cook it for me, and even they cannot master the the the, the intricacies of the angel hair pasta. No, get good. Get good. <laughs> let me tell you about penne, man. Penne is penne is the most popular pasta in Italy. The one country that I trust on this subject, it's a versatile pasta. It's delicious. Uh, the texture is great. You can do a lot with it. Always penne, never not penne. 100% penne. 100%. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Mm. Penne wins. Uh, we're going to figure out how to do this. Uh, match info, penne. I'm just going to advance them in a minute. Uh, in the meantime, uh, fettuccine versus rigatoni. Rigatoni. It's just big penne. Like... 
Obviously, we're going. Nah, right see, that's why I don't like it though. Fettuccine, bro. Fet- it's repetitive. Fet- fettuccine is just big angel hair. That is not true. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's just big angel hair. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate your attempt to make that work. I, I, I do not necessarily agree that it's just big angel hair. I'm trying to log in now, and I can't get in my own account. But uh, <laughs> you've but, been kicked out. Um, no, so I. I, I I'm going to go Fettuccini. I think this is, I mean, look, by, by evidence, evidence, the fact that it's a 5-4 matchup, I think it's close. Uh, I'm going to go with Fettuccini, though. I think it's just a little bit different from the other kinds of pasta that are on this list, except for one of them, um, which is going to be my, 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 my dark horse, I think, because I was thinking about this bracket. But I'm going to go Fettuccini. Same. I, I, I'm going Rigatoni just because I, just, I, I don't like the thickness of Fettuccini. It, it's too doughy, in my opinion. Mm. Well, unfortunately, the judges have spoken, and it is Fettuccini as the winner. Uh, well, the judges are wrong, so that's, it. that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I mean, they uh, got Penny wrong, so of course they got this one wrong, right? <laughs> the next one, uh, number three seed Fusili versus the number six seed Parpadel. All right, gotta remember what the there fuck is a distinct these are. Difference between Fusi- I had to look this up. There's a distinct difference between Fusili and Rotini. They look different. I thought they were the same. They look different. Uh, Fusilli is like a, um, like a, like a single strand twisted together and a rotini looks like a rotini. <laughs> Almost like you're looking at like a, like a sinewy snake when you're looking at a Fusilli. I'm, I'm gonna. All right. And Papardelle is just like wider fettuccine. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm huge. Gonna, yeah, it's I'm the stuff gonna... you make like in a, put like a bowl in S like. Yeah. Fusilli, uh, Fusilli totes. Yeah. I'm going to go with Fusilli. Oh, uh, this is killing me because Parpadel's my dark horse. I love Parpadel, man. <laughs> Parpadel's awesome. I, uh, you do a lot with Parpadel, and I'm a big fan of meat sauce. So Parpadel and bolognese sauce is mm, so good. But look, sometimes uh, the chips fall where they may. When sometimes it, when the Nightmare comes... Before Christmas isn't counted as a Christmas movie. So <laughs> when it comes to pasta, I'm all in on like there being like flavor in things so like the fusilli with the corkscrew like the flavors all inside of it like mm-hmm. the the penne the rigatoni everything's inside it's a flavor pocket flavor explosion um fusilli is very good don't get me wrong uh yeah. i i'm a big i'm a fan of fusilli it's just the parpadel is like my is like low-key if not my favorite pasta then my second or third it's very good i also but, don't think i've ever had parpadel uh, but I, I would figure as much as I'm not a fan of fettuccine, I wouldn't be a fan of Parpadel. It's a big floppy Probably noodle uh, pasta. It, you can put a lot of it's a lot of surface area for sauce. That's mm-hmm. huge, too. You know what goes um, great with meat sauce, Matt? What? Angel hair. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you know what goes great with I've watched with my meat. father try to order... <laughs> My, my my father, who's a, a great man who I love, uh, went uh, went to a restaurant and asked. He asked for a shrimp scampi, but he basically asked to swap out the sh- uh, he has to swap out uh, the 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 white sauce for like just plain marinara. And it's not scampi anymore. No, um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a different pasta. But he put the angel hair in a red pasta. It, it's bad. It's bad news. It's great. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, all right. So if you see, he moves on. Uh, and that brings us to the two seven matchup. Two seed spaghetti versus the seven seed macaroni. Macaroni. Matt. I'm going spaghetti. I'm also going spaghetti because unless it's mac and cheese, I don't give a shit about macaroni. Yeah. Man. Like for all for all the, the guff and the 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 
truly deserved guff that I gave Angel Hair. The reason I give it as much guff as I do is because spaghetti's right there, man. And uh, is like possibly the most, uh, it's one of the most versatile, the most popular uh, pasta types worldwide. You do so much with it. You plus, so plus, then you, you get a plate of spaghetti. You never seen somebody with a plate of macaroni, and you accidentally uh, realize that you and your lover are, are eating the same piece of macaroni, and your lips touch. Never <laughs> happens. Yeah. But I've also never had a situation happen where me and my lover were having the same spaghetti because we have separate plates. Wow. Jeez, what a romantic, Rich. <laughs> You're not getting my meatball. Well, actually. You're like, <laughs> you're like Mr. Bean and like he brings the popcorn into the movie theater and his girl, like his date tries to pick a piece. And he's like, no, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next. So moving on to round two. Uh, mostly favorites so far, but uh, we got the one seed Penne versus the number five seed and the low, inexplicably the lowest seed remaining uh, five seed Fettuccini. Penne. Fettuccini. I'm also going Penne. It's too, it's too much, man. You just do so much with a uh, pet. I accidentally, I so I clicked the score being one nothing, but I, I was gonna hand the win to fettuccine somehow. Uh, the answer is penne. <laughs> you should have. It's just penne. No, 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 no. no. Penne, penne again. The the texture is good. It's it's got a little bit of everything. If you got meat sauce in there, the meat is inside the tube. You want to talk about a flavor explosion? It's y- right there. You ever have Kaboom. macaroni with meat sauce? Mm, no, because no, I guess get spaghetti instead. Uh, <laughs> no, I've not gotten it with the meat sauce. Uh, all right, so Penne wins uh, by a two to one count. And uh, now we're under a two three matchup. Spaghetti uses Fusili. Spaghetti. Fusili. Oh, God, you're going to make me pick. Um, <laughs> yep. Mm, boy, this is tough. The best part I'm gonna is. Go with Fusili. I'm going to go with Fusili. Best part well, is, the, I could go me. either way on this one, and I assumed Rich was going to go for ceiling, so I was like, I'm going to make Matt pick. <laughs> I know, it's brutal. Spaghetti, because I mean, spaghetti, that's like the first thing you learn how to make on your own. Like, when you're first like, on your own, it's like the stereotypical thing, like, oh, after you're done, you're, you've graduated up from ramen noodles, and you just boil spaghetti. It's like, yeah, it's awesome. It's spaghetti. Uh, but Fusili, man, Fusili is really good. It's it's good pasta. Uh, so yeah. when it, for me, when it comes to eating like pasta dishes, I'm lazy and I don't want to have to do the whole twirl and whatnot. I just want to be able to scoop it up and eat it, which is why I'm always going for like penne, Fusili, like like the cut up, or, or what is it, rigatoni, I guess, or not rigatoni, but uh, the cut up Fusili. Mm. And like the macaronis, I'd much rather just be able to scoop it up and eat it instead of having to like you because I'm Italian, use a spoon and get the fork and twist it and then eat. It's just it's too much work. I just want to eat my food. I don't that is 100 percent reasonable. The the, the counter argument I would make, even though I just picked Fusilli, if I was gonna make a counter argument for for spaghetti, is that I'm a big dumb idiot and uh, I don't want to sit there stabbing uh, stuff with a fork or like trying to wheel <laughs> a bunch of Fusilli into a spoon or something like that and trying to eat it like. You know, eat it like I'm eating, like uh, like I'm shoveling chunks of pasta out. Like the spaghetti does allow the easy like twirl. You break it off, you eat. You know, it, it, it's it's a little it counter counterintuitively, I would say, a little bit cleaner, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would I would argue your description of the spaghetti process is ignoring the fact that you had like if one you can skip the spoon. You stab with the fork, you spin, and I now have so much fucking spaghetti on this one single bite 
on my fork. Whereas this was like, let me stab this noodle, stab this noodle. I'm going to shovel this up. Mm. And in the, like, I slightly moved my fork in the wrong direction. Oh, no, it all fell off my fork because I was shoveling instead of stabbing. (laughs) So now I got to start over. Which one of these things is easier? Hmm. So I would argue that your lazy argument for why you don't want spaghetti is horse shit. But that's the excitement because sometimes you get the mystery of I dropped it all, bringing it to my mouth. Where's all my food? (laughs) Surprise, you don't eat. Also, from, from just a personal respectability standpoint, like it all sounds well and good to be like eating fusilli or, or penne or rotini or whatever when it's like a full plate. When you've got like four pieces left and you're sitting there like trying to like shovel the four, there's nothing more pathetic looking than a grown ass adult man trying to make trying to make four pieces of penne work and <laughs> just trying to finish his plate. Like, he's like, dude, have you eaten before? Like, just let them go. He's like, no, it's food. <laughs> I need to eat it, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Mom told me to finish my plate. Um, all that aside, we did wind up with a final of number one seed Penne versus number three seed Fusili. I'm going Penne. It's Penne. I am also going Penne. So... With a, 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 I think that might be the first one that we were unanimous on. Maybe the second. <laughs> um, but finally, we get to the end. And the winner, Penne, the number one seed, the favorite, a clean sweep. We go chalk. Penne, the best pasta, objectively correct. And uh, we would know. Except that I tried to eliminate it in the first round. <laughs> yeah, t- Tim was like going hard for fucking angel hair pasta. I, I will uh, still stand yeah. by it. I get, I get why other people don't like it. Or I will at least admit that they are allowed to not like it, but they're they're wrong. Angel hair is the best. And if you have your thoughts on uh, if we missed one, because I look, we only had eight. I know there's a billion different kinds of. There's like 350 different shapes of pasta, and I know I, uh, that we missed your favorite. I was I was Rose totally expecting. I was totally expecting like uh, uh, ravioli or. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do with that. The, like, uh, what's the other tortellini? One? Tortellini, yeah, I was expecting like a tortellini or a ravioli oh, to be in there. Yeah, tortellini. those are tough because like you can do so much of those. You can fill like like ravioli or tortellini or gnocchi. You can fill with stuff. Like you're almost cheating at that point. Like you have to fill ravioli with something, or it's a waste of ravioli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, that that's that's a good point. It was like a whole subsection of pasta. But look, if we did 32 pastas, we'd be here until uh, you know 4 a.m. So, yeah, which is where as we started mm-hmm. at 3 a.m. Uh, crazy and it, so if you have thoughts uh bros questions at gmail.com or hit us up on socials want to see what you think about our pasta takes uh i was going to my email looking for the questions and i forgot that they're not there <laughs> <laughs> um let's see so we did <laughs> i the things got real weird uh as i started compiling these questions so i'm gonna start getting into some of the, the slightly weirder ones or the ones with a little bit more build-up uh here we go <clears throat> uh you're having a baby but due to a strange new executive order passed by a prank-loving Joe Biden, you must name it after something currently in your room. What's your baby's name? Chase. Base. That's a good name. Right there. Base, yeah. You say base? Chase. Oh, Chase. Okay. I'm naming right. my baby after my there. dog. See, see, my original write-up of this included the phrase inanimate object because I was worried about just this scenario happening. But I decided, you know what? I trust my friends. I'm sure they won't cop out. 
I'm That's sure poor Tim decision. won't ask Martha to come into the room so he can say Martha. <laughs> no, of course See, they he'd, won't do that. he'd be naming his baby after his puppy, too. So it'd be <laughs> fine. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. That was good. So, so, so we name it Chase, which is a good name except for the Y, which is, is, is abhorrent <laughs> and unacceptable. Um, I get to name mine Chase Thomas because that giant fucking teddy bear over there is named Thomas. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, look, I've got... But I've in got... the spirit of Matt's question, it's uh, it's Smittix. Thank you. Smittix. Ooh, Smittix is a good one. I like that. I mean, I could go with, 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 with Mando. I could go with Ahsoka. I could go with... Grogu, like I got so many mm. good names. Look at all these Funko Pops right here that I could name mm. my child after. I have a prayer candle with gritty on it. <laughs> yeah, I have a prayer nice. candle with Joel Embiid on it. A prayer candle with Brian Dawkins on it. Uh, man, I got so many options here. But you know, what I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with speaker because I got a pair of set of speakers in this room and speaker. I believe is actually like a first name. Like I, I, I believe that there are actual people whose first name is Speaker, but it's like S P E E K E R. I'm just go Speaker. That's. And then I want them to run for Congress so that they can be Speaker, 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 Speaker. Yeah, I want them to take Nancy Pelosi's job so they can be Speaker of the House, Speaker. I love it, Speaker Casnell. <laughs> I love it. All right, all right. And if right, it doesn't, if fun. the Congress thing doesn't work out, they can be a backup Muppet. When Beaker finally falls in the line of duty, they can call on Speaker. Except they actually say words and be like, oh, no, not well, allowed to speak so, words. Can't do it. Well, that's that's the thing. would be like, why don't you uh, put on this helmet, Speaker? And Speaker will be like, actually, I don't know if that's really the safest way to go. Cut. <laughs> Try it again. Me, 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 me. Yeah, me. like reading from cue cards. Me, 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 line. Me, me, me. <laughs> What's my motivation? You're yeah. meeping. <laughs> Why am I meeping? Uh, what does this care? What, what does meep mean to speaker? I am uh, the one who meeps. This <laughs> this meep right here. What am I trying to portray? Yeah. In this meep, it's yeah. like in I I believe both Guardians of the Galaxy movie scripts. Um, Vin Diesel actually got his own script for Groot. To explain what all of the I am Groots are supposed to be saying, so he could portray the I am Groot in that way. As a method actor, I'm sure that makes sense for Vin Diesel. <laughs> Totes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Rich will go with Chase. Tim will go with Smittix. Now we'll go with Speaker, which I'm getting happier and happier about by the minute. I, and I, I can't mean, wait to have a very exciting and unnecessarily loud conversation with my wife after this session is over. Can I go with Jack? <laughs> Jack's a good one. I mean, I could go with Jack. Yeah, Jack Daniels. Yeah, Jack Daniels. Although I think I, I think isn't that the sure sign of a sunk fun functional family relationship when you name your child after like the first liquor that you see in the room? <laughs> I, it's empty, so is it really naming it after the liquor or just the can? As sure as my name is Elijah Craig, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, I'm gonna name my child thoughts? Angel. Middle name Senvi. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with hair. No. Angel. No, you just said liquor, not answer. pasta. He, he I know, can't... but yeah, I know. But look, I got a two-track mine, and it's just liquor and pasta. He he, he can't go with hair because he doesn't have any. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Mm, Be a misnomer right off the bat. 
God, we were really piling on to Tim, which is <laughs> easy to do because, you know. Um, I'm small. He's a very small human being. Uh, the next question. Uh, as a f- <laughs> These go in sequence. Not content with the baby naming thing, President Biden declares the U.S. dollar worthless and changes the national currency to something else. What could he pick that would make you instantly rich? Playing cards. Funko Pops. That's a good one. Hmm. Various lengths of wire. (laughs) (laughs) So USB cables, lightning cables, uh, all sorts of shit. Anchor cables, all that. Yeah. There there was a while that I had a habit of keeping bottle caps. Mm. And so this is going full on fallout scenario right now. Like I would have had a lot of money if I got to if I got to use bottle caps as as mm. as currency that's also a very like boilerplate dystopian future currency like mm-hmm. i feel like and uh, not not necessarily mad max but like a like a, a, a lesser mad max would be like you know obviously they're trading bottle caps and that's their replacement for coins yeah fallout fallout yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, which is it's sorry no i'm I just was... gonna say that's just that's what they use it's it's caps because yeah. it's bottle caps yeah, which is why we have so many decks of cards because Martha is like, well, bottle caps, that's fucking useless. That's stupid. No, that that doesn't matter. People will use playing cards. People will want playing cards because if everything's dead and nothing works, what else are you going to fucking do? So that's why we have so many. That is, that is her justification for starting her collection of playing it's cards. It's a post-apocalyptic uh, security blanket. Yeah, so she, we've got like 100 plus decks of cards. Like, it's Jeez. ridiculous. We've got okay, six fine. on my dresser like that I can think of right now. It's like, Tim, we're not on the gold standard anymore. We need this holographic Blastoise just in case everything goes to shit. <laughs> oh, if we're going Pokemon cards... I got a lot of those too. I mean, I got yeah. I got a gold Mew that's worth about fifty dollars real life money right now. So mm. I'm I'm pretty rich if we go Pokemon cards. A gold Mew, yeah. I had a bunch of Pokemon cards, and like I always, whenever I see these stories of like holographic Charizard sells for twelve thousand dollars, I just think to the day that my mom told me that uh, Big Ron threw out all my Pokemon oh my cards. <laughs> he just got rid it's... of them. He's like, well, they're taking up space. They're they're not there anymore. It's like after we moved out. So it was like, all right, I'll see you later. There was, all gone. There was this kid that I was friends. Which, with. by the way, Big Ron, if you have them and just haven't told me, <laughs> please tell me because this could really help out with Jordan's college fund. <laughs> there was. There was this kid I knew growing up that I was friends with. It was, like, my sister's friend's cousin or whatever that, like, we got along during parties and ended up, like, hanging out sometimes. Like, I kind of felt forced to be his, this dude's friend. Uh, one time he was spending the night, and I wanted to, like, play video games downstairs or something, but he wanted to go through my brother's Pokemon cards. My brother had, like, three Charizards somehow. Um, this dude took one of them because I was like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom and watch TV. It's like, okay. And I left my room and he took one of my brother's Pokemon cards, one of my brother's Charizards. Um, so yeah, my brother's, my brother resents me for that. Cause it's like, that could have been $150,000 or whatever. Could have been, could have been, um, any other thoughts? What currency, what, what, what the, what in weird object would make you rich if Biden said, yo, that's our new national currency? Uh, dice. 
Maybe. Hmm. I mean, I don't actually hmm. have that many dice, but dice could be dice. Broken dreams. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was gonna yeah, say depression. This is a sad boy. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah, guys, depression. Like millennials would be in a lot better shape. Um, that would flip the right. economy on its ass. The next question: um, Is John over? No. Um. Oh, I disagree. There's a s- uh, what? What route did you take to come home from from brunch today, man? The one that passes the John Morgan billboard. Yes. Okay. There's a <laughs> John that. Morgan I'm billboard. I'm John Morgan, a fucking ambulance chasing attorney. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So that kind of leads me because old people are using it that John is dying. It's not it's dead in, in mass marketing. Yeah. It's mm. it's dying. It's it's certainly going, but yeah. It'll last, at least for me, it'll last the rest of my life. But yeah, I've, we're at the point of slang where, like, the wrong person has figured out what it means and is using it. It's like when, like the the mo- like the moment you hear like that, David Muir on ABC News going, "That just happened," and they're like, "Well, that's it. Can't say that anymore." <laughs> Are we getting jiggy with it? Yeah. Let's Pokemon go to the polls. Oh God, that was, <laughs> that was so good. I mean, it's, it's horrible, but it's great. I love that. Pokemon Go to the Pulse. Um, yeah, exactly. I've, so, yeah, I, I do think John is 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 quickly dying out, and it's because of that that one billboard. Yeah, yeah. On, uh, for, for those of you who don't know, there's a John Morgan is like your, your, your local, you know, Rand Spear style, you know, accident lawyer du jour. Um, has all these billboards in Philadelphia. He says, I'm John, J-A-W-N Morgan. Uh, and uh, it's brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> And and for those of you who don't know, John isn't is it like a Philadelphia slang term that means anything? Mm. It means literally anything. It'd be adjective. Usually it's a noun, uh, but it can. It's mean a pronoun. About anything. It could be a pronoun as well. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's just I John, you John, he she Johns. Yeah, you John, we John, they Johns. It's I'm a John. <laughs> you're a John. I'm a John. He's yeah. a John. She's a John. We're all Johns. Yeah, so. we're all Johns. Yeah. <laughs> Um, nice. I remember that uh, when uh, we had a, f- a friend of ours uh, who had moved up here from South Carolina, not uh, just a couple months prior, and she was trying to figure out the John thing. And it was at a party that we were, we were having. And immediately, like, I-, I remember this. I think me and Tim and maybe Rich was there. But like five of us just immediately went into the John bit where we started calling everything John. And uh, <laughs> I-, I, think- I think it was sensory overload for her. So uh, that makes she sense. figured it out very quickly. Yeah. Sounds like something I do. Yeah, it's like, yo, what's it? What is a John? Like, oh, you mean that John over there? Like that John we were tossing around? We had the John, and everybody was doing John shots. Gotta take the John down to the John on the other John. Yeah, yeah, down by John Street, uh, the caddy corner of the John. And you know, I know exactly what all of the things, all of the Johns you guys are Johning about. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You could meet us at that John, and we'd be there at the right at the same time to get some John time, same John place. Yeah, I, I definitely like. It's funny, but also sad because it reminds me that I'm out of my element. I will just drop it in random sentences, like not thinking about it at work because it's like, I need to talk about the thing. My mouth is moving faster than my brain and I have forgotten what word I'm supposed to say. So I'm just going to say John. And then I finish the sentence and I'll be like, you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. I need to start over. (laughs) So it's like, uh, it's not an intentional choice. It's just part of my vernacular. 
I dropped it today. We were at, we were at lunch, and uh, Rich was talking about uh, trying to find the, the drink that he had had, and I knew it was a peach thing, but I was just like, that, uh, peach oh, yeah, that, that, uh, that peach John. That peach yeah, John, yeah. 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 I'm not gonna say I'm like oh I grew up in uh, I grew up in Center City or I grew up in in Philly or Kensington or anything like that. It's it's John. I grew up in the yep. area. I know John. Uh, it's just, fuck yeah, you. John is on its way out, unfortunately. Fuck you, John Morgan. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah. It's all it's yeah, all it's all your fault, John Morgan. Uh, next question: um, When stores ask you to round up your purchase to support a charity, do you do it? Why or why not? We're telling ourselves here. I'm going to say the answer is not all the time. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, the answer, in fact, the answer is no. Same. It yeah. literally, as dumb as it sounds, it depends on how much the roundup is. If it's like, like one more cent, than, like I'm in there. If it's like more than eighty cents, or if it's like eighty cents, no, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not rounding up. So like, it's like if your purse is like ten dollars and one cent, you're like, sorry, UNICEF. It's not I'm, happening today. But, but no, it, it, I, I, it's true. Like I'm just like no. If it's like if it's ten dollars, no, I'm not. I'm not rounding up. I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. just no. If it were like a quarter or whatever, if you had like the just the 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 thing in front that I could just drop my change into, but it's just like there there is a limit because like as mm-hmm. dumb as it sounds, I used to have the Acorns app, which would connect to my bank, and it would round up any purchases. And pull that out of my bank and put it in Acorns. And Acorns was like, it was like a stock type thing. I ended up spending more money than I ever expected because, like, every time I swiped, it rounded up. Mm. And so from that point, like, I took it, I took that uh, that feature off and everything. And I was just like, this, that can add up big time. And if you do it all the time, it's you're you're just you're going overboard. You're going way mm. overboard. So it's. There's there's a limit. There's a limit. Like twenty five cents or less, sure. But anything beyond that, like, no, I'm, no, I'm just gonna hit no and walk away. How about you, Tim? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with uh with you, Matt. In that it's more often than not no. Um, more so just because I'm typically when I'm at a register for a transaction, I'm just trying to do the transaction and then fucking go. So it's like one. You probably just asked me if I wanted to round up. You're not even done your sentence, but I'm already over it, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't don't make this already thing that is taking longer than I want it to because it's not instantaneous and make it take longer. Please knock it off. Is that very selfish and very arrogant? Yes, I fully admit that, but like that that's my point. Uh, but if it's something that I like, I already knew about in advance, or if it's like I'm at a self-checkout or something like that and it's just like hey you want to do this if it's something i immediately recognize and it's something i like believe in sure Mm. if it's not some sort of like name or something that i've never heard of then usually no um but also sometimes the the rich thing is just like uh, it's 95 cents i'm only like three cents over the dollar and you want me to round up to the next dollar no (laughs) right so yeah, mine's a little bit more of a hair splitting reason. Like it's it's really, I'll look at it. I, I really I, I don't know. Like like five or six years ago, I really got into the idea of donating to like efficient and effective charities. And like in my mind, 
as hair splitting and uh, look, you're donating to charity or donating to charity. But in my mind, I'd be like, I'd rather donate $10 to a charity that I've looked up and know that like their financials are on par and like they're highly rated than to donate 95 cents to this thing. I've, I don't know if I've ever heard of before. Like there, there's so many charities that are very mm. popular to donate to and that part companies partner with. And, you know, they're not necessarily the most efficient use of money. Like I, I like, that's why I'm not a big fan of donating to like the Susan Conan Foundation, not because I'm like, yo, breast cancer actually rules, uh, but because so much of their money goes towards marketing and so much is goes towards stuff that is not actually the research. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, not that bad, yeah. not that interested. Um, I, and so if you're like, oh, yeah, round up for Susan Conan because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I'm like, that's okay. I'll donate to the Cancer Research Institute. I'll donate to the American Cancer Society. Mm-hmm. I'll donate to something like that. And I would really, I would rather donate more money later on. And and you know, look, I'm not going to sit here and you know. To say that I'm like I'll wait my, I'll wait my Nobel Peace Prize in the mail, but I, I will go home and I will spend time donating money uh, to charities that I've spent some time looking up, rather than giving the ninety five cents. And I know I could just do both, but I don't. I don't. I, I I sit there and I'm like, no, I could spend this money elsewhere and it'd be a more effective use of my money mm-hmm. and it would help more people uh, or it would help my family more. So I I, I don't. And no, I'm sorry I... that I'm going to hell. Because I don't press the green button at CVS. I'm sorry, I don't. No, I I feel you on that. Like I am, I do not like donating money. Like when it comes to donations, I would much rather donate. Tess, can something. you clip that off, please? Just just huh? snip it off and use it like anytime we're like <laughs> we finally get like a Patreon. <laughs> well, but it's like it's 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 the idea of like I don't want to donate money to a big corporation because I don't know where it's going. Like, I would much rather donate, like, clothes or donate goods or food or whatever. Like, even even to extent, like, if somebody comes up to me at Wawa as I'm walking around, I was like, hey, could I get a couple bucks? Be like, grab a drink, order a sandwich, and I'll pay for that. But I'm not going to give, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you cash. But if you want if you want a drink and a, and, and a sandwich, sure, fine, go for it. I'll buy that for you instead. I just, I I. I, I, I don't know if that's like something negative though that like or people may see negative. Like, situations are always know. tricky. I don't really know. I, I I don't think there's ever been. I've never come up with like a be all end all solution to every person who comes yeah. up asking for money. Like it's I, it's entirely dependent on the circumstance. And you oh, yeah, usually yeah. I'm in the same boat. I usually don't wind up giving them money, but uh, but it's always with like a twinge of guilt in my heart where it's like I don't know, man. Like it, again, it's the effective use of money where it's like yeah. Those are the those are the pro- moments that I think I wrestle with more than most when it comes to that particular value that I have, which is like, yeah, I could go home and I could donate five dollars to like the Against Malaria Foundation or something like that, and it would be a more effective use of my money. But this dude was right here asking me for money, and like, yeah. I don't know what he's going to use it for, but he's right there and he's asking for money, and I didn't do it. Like, I think those are. I have more problem with that than I do with you know the guy at Rite Aid saying like, "Will you donate to the food fund for food?" Yeah, yeah. I I mean I I've I completely agree um, that it is sometimes hard to like. Uh, do I want to give you money? What's this going towards? But the, the the them being in person, it you definitely get that pang of guilt. And I have taken someone like also because it's also what is it my business? Like, yeah, my, I don't know if you're going to use I don't know what you're going to use it for, if you're going to use it for something illicit, or if you're going to use it to go buy a sandwich. But also, what is it my business? You, you're right. saying you need it. The human thing to do would be to to believe them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I take mean, it at face value until proven otherwise. Correct. I mean, and these days, for the most part, I don't really carry money. So when I say, no, I don't have any money, that is yeah. not me lying. Also that true. is that is true. Um, 
but I've definitely in in Philly, I've definitely had someone ask me for money, and then like we were standing outside of a Wawa. I was like, I can grab you a bite to eat if you want. We we went inside. He grabbed it. He grabbed a wrap. He's like, "Yo, can I get a drink too?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, yeah, go for it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, at I, the very I, end, he's like, "Can I get a pack of cigarettes?" I was like, "You're pushing it." He's like, "Yeah, hey, I can't blame a guy for trying." Yeah. I was like, I, "You're right. I can't blame you, but also yeah, yeah, I'm not I, buying I, you I cigarettes." I only need the necessities. I need so I need some food. I need a warm beverage and my skull. Yeah, like I, <laughs> That's I, I had just somebody, the bare minimum. Be like, dude, I, somebody, I need some new point one hundreds. <laughs> I had somebody come up to me while I was walking in a wall and they're like, hey, can I get some money to go to KFC? I'm like, why don't you order food here and I'll buy it for you? I don't, I'm not going to give you money to go to KFC. Just get a, get a, get a bottle of water and get something. It's like, can I get a soda? Is that because you're like, a Popeye stand and you want, you won't stand for somebody putting yeah, getting money towards yeah. the colonel? Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, he's yeah. like, can I get a soda? It's finger of a, licking a ripoff. Instead of a water? I'm like, yeah, get, get a soda instead of a water. It's fine. Just get stuff and I'll pay for it. But I'm not giving you money to go across the street when you're right here at friggin' Wawa. Uh, any other thoughts on the uh, the charity roundup, uh, John? You try and reclaim it from the John Morgans of the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it, but I don't do it. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I, look, I have no, I have no issue with the fact that they offer it, and like, if that's your way of like being like, oh, you know what? That's a little, that's a little plus in my head. Like, I donated ninety five cents to a wounded warrior or something like that when I was at. I was at the mall. Great. No problem. No, no issues there. Um, the next question, we'll go into something a little bit lighter. <clears throat> You're hitchhiking down a long and lonesome road. All of a sudden, there shines a shiny demon in the middle of the road. And he says, make me the best meal in the world or I'll, I'll eat, eat your, your soul. soul. <laughs> what do you make him? Oh, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. In the <laughs> I was proud of that one. <laughs> now, there's, there's, there's two factors to consider here. Because it's not just what's the best meal in the world. What are you capable of making at such a high level that it's going to satisfy this demon? So Matt's going to make a Reuben. Uh... <laughs> oh, I can't, I, I've never made a Reuben before. <laughs> I've never, not once. I'm sure I could do it, but like I don't have faith in my ability, to, even though that's objectively the best sandwich. <laughs> Um, so I don't have confidence. So I'm gonna go with a full Thanksgiving dinner. Whoa! Okay, all right. Turkey, <laughs> mashed potatoes, ham, green beans, sweet potatoes. Even though I don't really eat them, we'll we'll go with we'll go with some uh, cranberry sauce. Both the canned kind and homemade kind, because you got to have both. You, you got to have the gelatinous can sitting on the table that no one's going to eat. Yeah. Unless you can, um, unless you can see the lines in the cranberry sauce, it's not worth eating. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, how else are you going to know where to cut it? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, some corn, like just a whole full. How will you know course. how old it is unless you can count the rings? <laughs> <laughs> just a whole full course Thanksgiving dinner. This way, when he eats this meal that it's the, I'm hoping is the best meal ever, he's going to eat so much of it, he's going to get full and won't have enough room in himself to eat my soul. So you're, ga- you're banking on the tryptophan, the, uh, the itis. Ex- exactly, exactly. 
You're going to give the this shiny demon the itis and then escape. <laughs> exactly. So, so right. this shiny demon like ambushes you, says, cook me something good or I'll eat your soul. And your response is, you got like nine hours to wait? Exactly. <laughs> and then you bang on him like he's just like in an like, easy chair with like a hand over his stomach snoring while like the lion's game is on. And then you just sneak <laughs> away. <laughs> Exactly. Like, look, he he didn't he you didn't put a time frame. You didn't say it has to be within an hour. So like, That's fair. I don't uh, imagine that this is like the most patient demon. But I don't know. I mean, look, you're correct. We the demon did not set a time frame on it. Look, perfection takes time. Well, so. I did, it's, you do like a pulled pork, but like it's like those one of those twenty four hour spits that you just. Keep going. <laughs> you, can, make, you can really shred it. Make him a uh, uh, like shawarma or something so that it keeps rotating and it has to rotate for like 12 hours. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to be that like loophole, it'd be like, uh, I'm going to make you like a, a set of like 100 year eggs. <laughs> so I'm making you expiring before the challenge is met. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, you didn't give me a time limit and I'm working on yeah, it. Yeah. True. True. I was going to say Nashville hot chicken because I can make some damn good Nashville hot chicken. And Rich can attest to it because he almost died the one time. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I think I make the Nashville hot chicken because I think I can make it really well. And if it doesn't work out, I could just kill the demon uh, with six tablespoons of cayenne pepper. So uh, I, can, I, I do make genuinely some damn good fried chicken. Uh, and I can do it. You know, you do it deep fried. You can do it air fried. Depends on his preference. I would probably, if I'm being honest. I probably do it deep fried if we're making the best meal in the world because I can also absorb a lot of the uh, the sauce as well. Um, and uh, as a side, uh, there are no sides. It's fried chicken. Damn it! This is freaking full chicken. You get waffles. Yeah, your 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 entree is a chicken breast, and your side is a drumstick. <laughs> Let's go, bitch. Delicious. Have, have I don't we, know why I said that. That was rude. Have we told the story of how you almost killed me with Nashville hot chicken? I think I did, yes. did it like five or six times, but I'm welcome oh. to hear it again. So we were getting ready to rec- It was a, a Super Bowl weekend. And the first we were recording on Saturday and then hanging out at Matt's on Sunday for the Super Bowl. And he made the Nashville hot chicken both days. Yeah. And so I eat the shit out of it on Saturday. It was the tastiest chicken I've eaten in the longest time. Um, and then Sunday I eat some more of it. But I start feeling like a tightness in my chest mm. midway through the football game. But I'm like, I'm like worried. I'm like, what the hell's going on? What's go- I don't want to make a big fuss. I don't want to make a big deal. Everything's fine. So <laughs> and I sit quietly there. pulled me aside and asked me if I had an EKG somewhere. Yeah. In the house. No. <laughs> I sit there for the entire football game or the rest of it. And I watch it. And I go home and I go to bed with this tightness and pressure in my chest. I, I go this, to bed. Okay. At this point, the story, the, the blame for the story falls on you. Oh, absolutely. You've, you've gone to 100%. sleep with pain that could be best described as like the early onsets of a heart attack. And yeah. you're just like, well, I bet I could still fit in some like five hours before I have to actually go to the ER. It gets worse. It proceeds throughout Monday. Monday night, it's still there. I go to bed again, wake up Tuesday, still feeling it a bit. I call the doctor, and I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling tightness and pressure in my chest. I want to make an appointment for today. I don't think it's, I don't know what's going on. So I go, and I, like, they, they, it's, it's, it's not like, all right, we'll see you in an hour. It's like, 
all right, when can you come? Well, I have to wait till work is over. <laughs> so I'm like, I get off work at like five. Like, all right, what about five thirty? I'm like, great. I get there. They do the EKG and everything. They're like, everything seems fine. You probably had heartburn. Uh, it, he's like, what did you eat? And I'm like, well, I had some really, really spicy natural hot chicken. Um, mm. And then we had a Super Bowl party the next day. And I had some some beers and stuff. And he's like, yeah, you, you had heartburn. Mm. That's what it was. Mm. You most likely just had heartburn. Take man. some Tums and you'll be fine. Yeah, man. And hot chicken, man, it does it does a number on you. The problem yeah. with the Nashville hot chicken is like uh, the the original recipe does in fact call for like six tablespoons of chicken of, of, of six tablespoons of cayenne pepper uh, to go with like a whole chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the toned down version, which is what I used, calls for like two tablespoons, which is still, to be clear, an amazing amount of cayenne yeah. pepper yeah. to be putting in any recipe, especially for just like a whole a single whole chicken. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, two tablespoons of hot chicken. That'll do it to you. I also don't think they expect you to eat like three chicken breasts full worth of chicken. They don't expect they'd be lunch and dinner for you on two consecutive days. They certainly don't. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, So, Tim, are you really going to go with the 100-year egg thing, or are you going to make something else for this shiny demon? Well, I mean, loophole yes, I'm doing the 100-year thing. Um, But if I actually had to make something, uh, honestly... Cooking wise, I'm pretty fucking simplistic, and sometimes simple is the best. So I'm gonna go with a wonderful medium rare ribeye mm. with uh, yet to be determined seasoning, but lots of butter because mm. butter is fucking delicious. A little pepper steak, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, side gonna... side side is gonna be some ear. Uh, Corn on the cob with uh, light salt and pepper and butter. Hard to go wrong. And then, uh, yeah, I didn't figure it out the other part. That's as far as I got. Dude, if I was the not... demon, I'd be in already. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not making him some scrambled eggs. I know you're really good at those. Mm. Well, that's what takes the 100 years is Tim stirring the scrambled eggs. <laughs> First, uh, I got to make the 100 year eggs, and then I use the 100 year eggs to make the scrambled eggs. You cook it for 100 years. Like, you have to go oh. really low and slow. <laughs> I actually, the, the way you warm it is you put two ice cubes underneath the pan and then you just stir the eggs for 4,000 years. <laughs> because the heat's the going backwards. Out and the inevitable heat death of the universe burns, it cooks the eggs. <laughs> We're actually waiting for the rays of a supernova to hit us yeah. from several <laughs> yeah. galaxies away. NASA says that the that's, eggs will be done in 3,500 years. That's like, that's like the people, they, they, they'll ask the question, like, what would you get for your last meal if you were on death row? It's like, because, mm-hmm. like, apparently they... they I would they, ask for they, a cake with a, with a shiv in it. <laughs> well, no, it's like, the, you can't, you, because you have to get a final meal, so they can't kill you until you have a final meal, so what would you get? And people turn around, oh, I'd get a McRib and a Shamrock Shake, because the shake machine's always broken, and they never have McRibs and Shamrock uh, Shakes at yeah, the same yeah, time. Yeah, there you go. And so, like, they can you. never get it. And I'm like, yeah, but they would just get it. Like, yeah. They're just like, well, I guess we'll, I, since we can't fulfill, we'll just kill you. How about that? Yeah, you're yeah, criminal. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, we can't get your final meal. You're free to go. It's like the like- uh, old Eddie is your bit about, like, uh, somebody in ancient Rome asking a slave to run an errand for him. And he's like, oh, here's ten denali for your trouble and give that straight back. You're a slave. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Uh, all right, we got time for one more. Um, uh, which one do I want to go with? Uh, you want to go with something mildly serious or something funny? Mildly serious. Yeah. Mildly serious. Okay. All right. I was not expecting you to go with that, but that's okay. Uh, let's go with this one. If you had to personally kill the animal whenever you wanted to eat meat, would you still do it? Yes. Yes. All right. Why? Um, because I'm a carnivore. <laughs> I guess technically I'm an omnivore. You but look whatever. that chicken in the eye. Yeah, I don't care. So I'm gonna my... pour six tablespoons of hot cayenne pepper on you. <laughs> it's like those stickers. I, I'm sure you've seen them on the internet at some point, where it's like. Someone slapped a sticker on the meat and the grocery store, and it's like, hi, my name is Lucy. And be like, Lucy, you tasted delicious. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's not my pet. And I, and like those signs where you see, it's like, where would you draw the line where it's got a bunch of animals on it and it's mm-hmm. clearly supposed to be pushing uh, vegetarianism? It's like mm-hmm. right here between all the farm animals and all the domesticated like house pets. Like that is exactly mm-hmm. where the line goes. And I end like, and, and that's it. It's like, I understand that some of those practices are not always the best. And I understand that that creature was once a living being, but also mm-hmm. them's the breaks. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the food chain. It's like things eat things to survive. Like you go all the way down from, from bugs to mice, to snakes, to birds, to so on and so forth. It's, it's just a natural food chain to, for, for people to eat meat. And to eat animals, mm. like I would probably be a little like grossed out the first or second time, and scared and sad that I had to kill this 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 creature the first or second time I had to do it in order to eat. But like, yeah, but then you eventually get that bloodlust, and then you just can't stop yourself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Then then at one point or another, you're actually just ripping the the, the chicken's head off and just drinking the blood fresh out of its no, body. No intent on eating it at all, just doing it for the sport. Exactly, exactly. Doing the world's most Ozzy dangerous Osborne game, shit. me, when I'm hunting chickens. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I don't think I personally would have a problem with it because, like, look I, look, I love my cats. They're wonderful critters. I do not value my cats' lives as much as I value the life of my wife or my daughter. It's simply just the way that, that I am built as a human being. I do not value animals' lives in that way. However, however, I have, on several occasions throughout the last uh, couple of months, had a little bit of a reckoning at the day when we take baby Jordan to the creamery and she meets Bessie the cow who provides her some delicious ice cream and delicious milk. And then I have to go home and she we have a hamburger and she goes, is this Bessie? And then I have to go, I don't know. She's look. I don't know how old she's going to be at that point. Five, 26. I don't know how old she's going to be at that point, but she's established an emotional relationship with that cow. And she's going to be like, well, why don't you have the, why don't you feel the same way about Bessie that you do with Jojo? And I haven't gotten that far in my, in my, my development as a father. So I'm like, ah, Fuck, and then we have to eat chicken with an apostrophe inside of it because I still want it. I, uh, so that that's my my one thing is like having to explain it to the the childs in in our life. But uh, I think I I am like you, Rich, and that the first couple of times I'd be like, this is horrible. This is a life, even though it's a chicken or a cow or a whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, this is yeah, this is the way things. You know, it's it's still a life, and I'm looking at the life drain from their eyes and all that. And then eventually, it'd be like, "Look, this is just the way things are." It's hunter gatherer, yeah. you know. The saber tooth tiger is not looking at me the same way and being like, "Well, let's 
he has a family when uh if i get lost out in the serengeti but uh but still you know how saber two tigers hang out in the serengeti all the time obviously you know? exactly so, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's just, just good science right there it's, so it's, I, I think that'd be my answer is like if it was just me and my wife i think we'd find a way to we find a way to manage find a way to to, to compartmentalize that with the kid a little bit harder a little bit harder gotta approach that in a couple of years Sabertooth tigers in the Serengeti are just as normal as your daughter being 26 years old and finally finding out that mm-hmm. meat comes from animals. Sheltered existence. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And specifically burgers. She figured out everything else, but the burger was still a complete <laughs> mystery to her until after grad school. Yeah, uh, it's like that's, that's my. <laughs> she was okay with the chickens because she's like, oh, they're fucking annoying. Of course, we'll Chicken, kill that and pork, eat it. All of that done, done, done. Duck eggs, Pigs, quail eggs, gross. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of it. All of it. Uh, any other thoughts on the the killing animals? Just you reckless monsters, just murdering animals over and over again. Yeah, we're evil. We're evil. Yeah. Terrible people. I'm um, hungry. I do want to give... So we, we have specific plans for our third session here. I do want to give a shout out to just a couple of the questions uh, that I didn't ask during this session. And I don't necessarily want answers to because I realized I went down a bit of a dark hole uh, that I don't necessarily want to... Uh, to actually get answers for uh okay question after years of threatening you finally decide to move to canada where do you live and why but in parentheses shortly afterwards what's the dumbest part of canada the cops on horses the stupid names for their money or all the french uh we're not answering that question i went down a similarly xenophobic hole that i realized would be a bad idea for us to answer which is finish this sentence the united states should allow more immigrants from every country across the globe except blank <laughs> Uh, oh my goodness yeah. we're not answering that one the answer is uh russia all spies um and uh the last question which is actually genuinely funny uh she's a 10 but has the worst uh, worst most over-the-top hoagie mouth delco accent in history would you <laughs> <laughs> leave my cousins out of this <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, listen, man, they can't all be winners. So we had to workshop some of these to make it into the show. Uh, they're actually <laughs> an alarming number that we didn't get to that didn't even get to that segment. But, uh, but I think that's, uh, that's all right. Let's call it an episode. How about that? Shall I dig. We? Yes. Tim. Uh, Tim, see, if people want to see any more of your immigration takes on Twitter. Where can they find you? At Tim R. Hansen. How about you, Rich? At B underscore walnuts. I don't actually want that question answered, by the way. Nobody send me in your actual opinions on this. Like, well, the Swedes. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose podcast. And it's on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question that you want us to answer on the air, Email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien, who compiles our questions most weeks. To Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon Vogel's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook. To Tess Riley for editing our show. And to Stephen Siebert, who wrote our theme music, When. Uh, You can find Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. It's time for some plugs. Let's go over to Mr. Rich Sweet. First of all, the only right answer to the immigration question is Canada. Build a wall around Canada. Mm. Check out wow. twitch.tv slash b underscore one. They aren't, they aren't sending us our best. <laughs> twitch.tv slash b underscore one for video game streaming mm. uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. And also check out uh, facebook.com slash one quest online uh, for two podcasts, bonus or er, podcast, the weekly nerdy talk show where we talk about uh, 
the things we did that week, as well as bonus action, the Tabletop Podcast, where we play D&D. All right. And uh, Sean O'Brien, uh, erstwhile co-host of the Brose Podcast, at least for this session, uh, also throws frisbees. He throws some frisbee golf, and he's pretty damn good at it. Uh, you can find him everywhere on social media, video platforms, and everything if you want to watch him throw some frisbees at OB Disc Golf, except, except for Instagram, where it's OB underscore Disc Golf. Uh, there you can find him throwing those discs. He's very good at it. Uh, and in lieu of promoting Taste Fakers, which I mentioned last show, I'm going to hold off on doing until we got some more concrete uh, dates for Taste Fakers. Uh, in the continuing vein of, uh, of of bringing Canada down to our level, uh, I want to introduce. I want to make sure that everybody here who is wondering why we're ripping Canada so much, uh, justifiably, uh, to listen to the song "Canada's Really Big" by the Arrogant Worms, uh, the official folk song uh, anthem uh, of Canada. It's it's an incredible piece of music. So I would highly recommend it. When they look around me, I can't believe what I see. Seems to me this country has lost its will to live. Um, <laughs> uh, say goodbye to the gentle listeners, everybody. Bye. Deuces. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. <laughs> My name is Matt Kessner, reminding you all that our economy is lousy. We barely have an army, but we can still stand proudly because Canada's really big. <laughs> And to be smart about being stupid. Those moves were best.